0: welcome welcome this is get live with the crew season three podcast edition you know you guys you guys tuned into the live stream last week and we appreciate you guys and we love the support um but this is where we make our bread and butter right here baby get live with the crew podcast you can find it on apple music wherever you well if you're listening to it you probably already found it but that's neither here nor there we thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of get live with the crew and here's the show <laughs> All you know, we're gonna put everything on the table, man. We're gonna put everything on the table. This hey, sometimes Sunday sometimes you just gotta put it on the table. Let that's us right, right. This Sunday, right, October 27th. Mo apparently is the sports equinox. What 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 is that exactly? Like oh, I don't this, know what it is, but yeah, go ahead and tell folks. The sports you. equinox. Now for all you if you don't know, you won't know because I didn't know <laughs> like I never knew this was a thing until uh, this year and now I'm seeing it everywhere everybody's talking about right, it right right but for those of you who do not know the sports equinox is the one day of the year late late October right when the world series rolls around where you know you get that late October baseball you mm-hmm. get that mid season football mm-hmm. you get that early season nhl and wow, you get the wow. first week of the nba season oh it is like doesn't it, it really it, it really can't get much better than that you know it everyone don't get gets, better than that. everyone gets their own sport like you know like you got got, got a couple people who like should hockey be, out there shout out to chef get their old sport after that i got four <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie to you i, I listen islanders i love you but since johnny tavares left you know i know we're going through a re, re, rebuilding stage and and there's no hiding it all right so with that being said there goes my hockey interest uh the mets have been long eliminated so there's that And the Jets are on their way to being eliminated as well. So I'm really just left with basketball. And right now the Knicks are losing by 13 after this last jumper by Brooklyn. Um, But enough (laughs) about me. The sports equinox is a great day um, for sports in general. You know, like ESPN doesn't have to talk about – what did they talk about in July? I think they talked about – the Rap beef oh. between Shaq and Damian Lillard Sha- on Shaq and D-Lill. Primetime ESPN. Like, come on, guys. Like, they were talking about that all the way up until last month. <laughs> literally. And that that's how cyclical. I think I said it right. Cyclical. Yes. yes, I did say it right. Um sports can be where it's like it's like clockwork. Everyone knows during the month of July, the only thing on ESPN is baseball. <laughs> literally, literally. The baseball. only thing. And just trying to watching people fish for articles and things to talk about, uh, it, it, it's it's one of the hardest things well, to watch as a as a sports fan. Well, that's what I think is the great the greatest thing about the Sports Equinox. You know, you got one day, you have twenty, well, it's twenty five games guaranteed if the Nationals don't sweep. I mean, if the Nationals sweep, if the Nationals don't sweep, then uh, we get the extra 26 game in the MLB, but. I think it's just it's it's literally like you said it's the opposite of that feeling you get in July where it's like all of all of I feel like June July you know right. that off season like you said it's the off season it's people trying to create stories it's all like you know there's, there's not it's not much action it's all about um what's the word I'm looking for it's about trying to predict what's going to happen it's about what's tr- it's about think about what's going to happen it's about talking about the different Factors that are going into the season and how they may play out, but it's, it's, it's all speculative, speculatory, it's all speculation, it's all you know what I mean. None of it is ever based in fact. Now, now we get to this Sunday, and there's literally not enough space to talk about what's happening. By the, by the minute you talk about something not being like getting over one game finishing, if you're trying to review that one game you don't even have time you already have to start talking about another game exactly <laughs> You won't and, have the and that's time the it. thing and espn is going to have the well i think they're going to have to split up the games like they're obviously going to be able to do it within a certain amount of time and be able to organize things the way that they you know that they know how to however yeah. at the same time it's still 26 games possibly on the docket um espn at the mo. not espn espn is a channel Sports Center itself only lasts for an hour. So you know what? For once it gives shows like PTI first take. Lord knows Uh, I got tired of first take talking about things that they talked about for the last like four or five straight shows. You know, like (laughs) you just have to stop watching first take after a while, honestly. Um, But that being said, it it really is a great day for sports. Um, I'm personally going to probably be watching, not the Knicks because they play today and tomorrow, so I'm not going to be watching them. But as far as uh, the Jets go, they play the Jaguars, and that is actually yes, a wonderful do. game. So I'm going to watch that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> – I'm going to watch that. Um, <laughs> he I'm going to go ahead and occupy myself with that. Yeah, and, like, I'm not sure – did you mention how often this happens, Mo, or is it like – is this like a once-in-a-lifetime thing, or is it like something – No, it's a, it's a once-a-year thing. This is every, every year at the end of October there is this one week where there's the possibility for all four major American sports to be running on the same day. And that day is this Sunday. <laughs> the day that this show airs. Right, right. So, so yes, this is this is one thing that happens once a year. But like I said, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. So I don't know why it's such it's a big just deal. now gaining this pop- yeah, it's gaining this popularity. It's such you, a big you deal. know, you know exactly well, how how it happened, Mo. Whenever someone Whenever that one person who has the right amount of followers tweets a certain thing out that just uh, catches the right person's interest, it catches yeah. on like wildfire. Sorry for Wait. all the bad references because of the wildfires across the year, but that's just what the point yeah. is being made here. It catches on quick due to due to the internet. Well, also I think it I think it speaks volumes to the uh, the leagues that we have now. You know what I mean? It's right. just like before, especially I feel like because right now the two main leagues that I feel like I'm looking forward to this Sunday, mm. NHL and NBA. Right. I mean, not NHL, sorry, NFL and, and NBA. Right, right. And then I will be I will be looking to the NHL, and obviously if MLB is on, who's not going to keep an eye on the World Series? But that being said, um, the NBA is so much more competitive this season, so there's going to be so many good games on. A lot you know more what competitive, I mean? yeah. It's a lot more competitive this season, so there's going to be so many good games on. So, you know, I'm going to be looking for the Lakers-Charlotte game at the end of the night. Why? But, well, that, that's what I'm saying. That's like the one game this weekend. That's, <laughs> that's literally saying... like the one game this weekend. That's one... not really going to uh. Yeah. That's not really going to produce some uh some type of, you know, dispute. I I feel like the Lakers are going to watch. They should watch them, but we'll see. I but, mean, you know, you got um. I think Portland Dallas is playing this weekend. That's a good that's game. That's a good one, right? You know what I mean? I believe you have um, uh, not Sixers. Who's playing? Um, I think, I think the uh, don't quote me on that. Don't, quote yeah, yeah, you're you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right, you but, know what we're getting at though. But the, yeah, so no, not, to, games this not to scoot one of my favorite sports under the rug, but soccer, you know, soccer is every mostly Saturday and Sunday. Um, and Arsenal plays Sunday, so for me, it's going to be 26 games, regardless. <laughs> There's going to be 26 games on, but, um, in terms of quality of games, like you said, that that game is, uh, um, liquor game that is you know it, it's a game don't get me wrong it could very easily be a, a very close contested game but the point of the matter is that it ain't and that's just that you know that's that's really just that um but with that being said Mo dog um your Giants is there anything you want to tell us about the Giants of the New York or because you I think you guys are what still the game out of first place a game? Before we got rudely interrupted, you was reeling off the list of games on this here uh, equinox that's popping up, right? Yeah. So, yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so you, let, you was, let the people know what's up, man. Let them know. What's yeah. Up. So, so you was asking me what to look. My, you was, what is it there to look for? Like? <laughs> like this slate of games is so good this weekend. I like. I. it's, it's hard to speak on. Like honestly, to me, the two worst games that you're gonna see this Sunday on the sports equinox are probably gonna be. Uh, Browns Patriots, which at the beginning of the season, Browns Patriots was billed to be one of the possibly the game of the year. You know what I mean? Mm. But people forgot you could have as many good players as you, as you want. Still got to have the coach call to plays. But yeah, it was Browns Patriots, and then the other game was um Rams Bengals. Other than that, I can honestly say that there isn't a game in the NBA. I mean, not not the NBA, in the NFL that I think is going to be a blowout. The NBA the Lakers Hornets game might be a blowout and then the Warriors Thunder game that's still up in the air will you still still to me have to see how that plays out but I expect the Warriors to do work on them. But you have the the middle slate of games in the NBA I think Wait, is great. wait. oh oh oh, you're not about to just breeze over you said the war. you expect the Warriors to do numbers on who? On the Oklahoma City Thunder. Why do you think that? Why, why, why wouldn't I think that? Did did, 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 did did you not just see what happened to them jokers yesterday? No, no, I, did, I didn't see what happened to them jokers yesterday. They got smacked by 30. Well, they were getting smacked by 30 before they pulled the starters out, and they only lost by, I think, like 22. But that's not the point. They lost way worse than the score indicated. <laughs> He's, that is besides the point, all right? They got they got spotting, but go ahead. I'm sorry, I I just so, wanted to clarify that. So yeah, so so basically, that the all the other games that are slated for Sunday are all going to be good games. I mean, the hockey games, like you as you know, I'm not very well versed in hockey, but you know, I expect Kings Blackhawks yeah. to be competitive. What well, hockey is just naturally more competitive. I feel like yes, but much easier for it to be competitive. I feel yes. So, but um yeah, Blackhawks, uh. Blackhawks Kings, I expect to be a good game. I expect Rangers Bruins to be a great game. I expect the Bruins to win, but I expect that to be a very close game. Um, the Golden Knights, I expect to win, but I ex- also expect that to be a close game. You know what I mean? But then in the NBA, bro, like you got you got the uh, the Heat Timberwolves game. I don't know who to pick for that game. <laughs> like then you got the uh, the Blazers Dallas game. Don't know who to pick. And then the Nets. I forgot who the Nets are playing, but the Nets have the Nets are playing the Grizzlies. Also a great game. Nets right. uh, yeah, you know, I like the Grizzlies, but they kind of remind me of what's wrong with my team right now. It's, it's, it's still early, it's a lot of moving parts with these teams, and like even the game I'm watching, uh, in between our, our show, uh, with the Knicks and Nets is the fact of like we have a lot of new players, and like when you don't trust the guy next to you and it's so new. It's very easy to just start doing a whole lot of, you know, what you what we, what you do with your boys when it's not enough people to run uh, fives. You play a good game of twenty-one. Mm-hmm. So many times, you know, the Knicks are like they're doing that, and I've seen a couple of teams do that where, you know, they're still trying to work out the kinks. Uh, the Rockets, for example, um, James Harden or Russell Westbrook would literally run the same play just without the other involved. <laughs> so, but like, I, I mean, said, that, I think that's what makes some of these games interesting, though. Right now, at least, where it's like, OK, these two teams should know should be nowhere close to each other. But it was a good game, you know, off the strength of the fact of, you know, it's still early in the season, because honestly, the Spurs are a better team than my team. I think we have uh, more quality players just because we signed like six of them, um, not because mm-hmm. we just, you know, have had them for years, but. It quickly showed once you know we started subbing in certain guys with other guys who haven't got a chance to play with each other, and it looks like a mess. But I just, like I said, I was only saying that to um, just further indulge in the fact of like these games are going to be really close and have the potential to be really, really entertaining. Um, so we we covered basketball. I think we did we cover football for the Equinox. Um, did we did we get through that? Do we get through that? Nah, nah, nah. We ain't done with that yet. I still gotta talk about the NFL slater games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Nah, I mean the, the NFL. So this is this is my thinking with this NFL slater games. Is mm-hmm. I think the NFL truly planned for the sports equinox this year. I think they knew that the NBA was destined to be more competitive, and they I think that they uh, they really felt like they were going to have struggles. Keeping their Sunday TV said Sunday TV viewers away from all these other sports that are happening on this day, and the reason I say that is because if you look at the NFL schedule, like I said, there's only one game there that essentially looking at the looking at the games at the beginning of the season, you were like that game's a blowout. That there are two,
1: right?
0: One one being the Rams Bengals game, the other one being the Saints Cardinals game. Those are the only Ooh. two games I feel like you can look at and be like that, that game's a blowout. That first one. Huh. That first one might be a little rough on the eyes of Bank. Yeah, exactly. Like that, but exactly. But like I said, the Patriots Brown game is probably going to be a, a a whole type of romp and they're just going to rinse them. But at right. the beginning of the season when they made the schedules, you expected that to be a high profile game. Right, right, right. Then you got uh the Packers Chiefs game at the end of the night. Obviously Packers have a have the 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 upper hand in that. There's a small chance the Chiefs could actually, you know, make it competitive, but you know, everybody expected that to be the quarterback duel of the century, right there, Aaron Rodgers, Patty Mahomes. So, right, right, right. then you have, then you have all the other games. Like you said, the Jets Jaguars game that's going to be a close one. You know, the Jets have a, have a ample opportunity to win that. You have Giants Lions. Nobody really expected this to be a, a decent game, but the the Giants Daniel Jones has been good against zero pass rushes, and the Lions do a lot of zero pass rush. So, I'm assuming yeah. that's going to be a close game right there. And then you have other games like uh, Bears-Chargers. I think that's going to be a great game right there. You know what I mean? Right. So so I, I just look – at, looking at the full slate of games, there's just a lot – like if you if you went on to FanDuel and went to do the Sports Equinox Pick'em, which is free right now, so y'all right, should go right. and do that. Mm-hmm. But, yep. but if you went and did the Sports Equinox Pick'em, it just would have been diff- difficult across the whole slate of games for the day to pick. But the NFL was really difficult. <laughs> and I think the other thing that they did, which is funny, is – if you look at the games that are Thursday and Monday, you have the Dolphins, you have the, uh, the Steelers. And then you had the Redskins playing on Thursday. So the teams that you get where people aren't really going to watch those games, Mm -hmm. none of those games were on the Equinox. (laughs) And, and that's, you're right. All right. I I'll give you that. It makes sense. But you know what I like about the fact of once again, it's the Equinox. Um, it, it leaves a lot of room for channel switching, if you will. Uh, the NBA oh, yeah. the NBA still has uh, the free lead pass. It's not over until the 29th. So you can literally watch any N- NBA game you like that day. Uh, mm-hmm. And the NFL, you know, they normally show at least four or five games every Sunday. Um, it, it just opens up for, for a great weekend of sports, man. We have. I, can't wait the, to I think that's the, the point of the Equinox is if you're going to pull out your remote control surfboard, this is the day you go channel surfing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, nah, nah. You right. So if y'all got that that fire stick or that uh, what's the other joint that we be using? I mean, that that other people be using. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know we don't we don't we don't use illegal services here. At get live. No, no, no. We don't condone that. We, we condone we don't, subscribing we don't. to 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 whatever network that you are planning to watch. Yeah, you know? yeah. If you're not gonna that. subscribe to them, go ahead and subscribe to the Get Live. There, there or it get is. There the it is. Plug it in plug it in i think we i think we might have covered the marketing for today i think we did good <laughs> um but uh i yo i i think it's about time we 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 introduce our our guests in this here uh next segment. what do you think i think it's time to bring on some people yeah yeah we gotta get them all in here we gotta find out what they talk i mean about. i guess i mean i guess bro you know yeah. what i mean we, can, we can't have all the fun by ourselves all right, man. I, I, I guess here here goes Shep and Carson. I guess by back by yeah, popular demand. Bring them. bring them on down. Shep and Carson, come on down. <laughs> All right, so Shep, the guys that we're about to talk about, you know, they're my in my knowledge, and, and I don't have too much of the situation, it's Cap Capacako versus my man, uh, not Phil Hughes. That's the that's the Yankees pitcher.
1: Um <laughs> shout out phil hughes by the way you're probably the first person to mention him since 07 and you know
0: what i'm pretty sure somewhere he's smiling he's like yes (laughs) i am still prevalent no no phil you're you're actually not but jack hughes um is the equivalent to the new crosby versus ovechkin um just give just give the people a little background on that and hopefully
1: uh (laughs) it'll, it'll work this time absolutely well For anybody who doesn't know, Crosby and Ovechkin basically have been the best two players in the NHL for the past, I don't know, 15 years, something like that. They've been in the league forever. Now, there's these two kids that were drafted this year, one by the New Jersey Devils, which being Jack Hughes, and one by the New York Rangers, being Capo Caco. Which makes it, in my opinion, even more interesting because it's two rival teams. Right. So, to get two players like that, that are potentially franchise-changing players... Is absolutely huge. Now, everybody wants to say, oh, Jack Hughes is better than Capo Caco. And this is why I don't believe that. Jack Hughes, if you've been watching, he -hmm. looks like a skeleton on the ice. He is a very short, speedy, skillful guy. Mm -hmm. In NHL, necessarily, that doesn't work all the time. And here's the difference, too, as well. Capo Caco, instead of playing in junior hockey leagues all this stuff playing against people in his age group as a 17 18 year old he's been playing against grown men in international hockey Hmm. now can you that please tell me how that is important
0: now that that personally is important because in in just in sports alone like from what i play it was always better to play with the older groups so that way, when it came down to playing in your group, it was like a breeze almost. It was like, oh, what? I've, I played guys twice your size, or I played guys who was twice as good as you. So it's almost like it's really one one of, and still to this day, one of the best advantages you can possibly get is playing up in age and size and skill level because you're, you're a product of your environment. I'm not to take it deeper than what you probably are asking me, but like let's say you take someone who is horrible at basketball. You put him on a team where it's like you got a whole bunch of really good people and, you know, they all practice together. That kid can only be the worst player on that team by the end of the season, but he can still be one of the best players on a lower tier. So, in other words, it's very, very uh, – it works to Capo's advantage that he was able to play international hockey
1: as opposed to Jack Hughes. And also, too, this is no sub to my favorite country and the country that I live in, the U.S.A.,
0: Caco right.
1: Kako with Finland carried Finland classic, the world junior classic hockey championship and won it. Hmm. Hmm. That's been hmm. crazy. You feel me? And here's the thing too. When you have a player the size of Kako Kako playing a power forward-esque style of play that has the hands of a player such as a Jack Hughes, per se, you have a more complete player. And that's why I personally feel Campo Karko's development through this first year in particular is going to take him farther for years to come than Jack Hughes basically coming into the league. He, literally, I'm telling you, Stat, the jersey that he wears looks like it's three sizes too big for him. And he's wearing pads. You feel me? <laughs> like, it, not to take anything away from Jack Hughes because he's a very skilled player, but he would be more on the uh, let's say the Crosby spectrum of things, gotcha. So,
0: in other words, he needs some more insurance in his diet. My man needs, uh, needs a nutritional shake, uh, before games, is what you're getting at, and after.
1: Absolutely, my man, my man Capo Caco and Beyonce, he's been eating steak and potatoes and you know, bench pressing for like midgets. Like, I don't I, know what he's doing.
0: I've seen, seen the kid is 18 and he's already 6'2, 198 pounds. That's,
1: that's a big my, guy right there.
0: That's a big kid. You know that's 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 damn near grown man weight right there, you know. But um, but like you said, their skills are pretty. You know, they're pretty close. You know, not yeah. one player has a bigger edge than the other in the skills department. But you know, like you said, he's a skeleton on the ice, which means he's a blur. As in, like you, first you'll see him, and now you don't. yep Capo so happens to have the same technical ability, but you'll feel him if you get in his way.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, and I, I believe Capo Caco with that size it helps him be more confident in the corner boards of the ice. that right. being said, being less scared to play physical when will in turn help him mentally grasp the NHL game better in a right. sense of where Jack Hughes potentially he knows his size and mm-hmm. to him obviously the size isn't a disadvantage he's a professional hockey player he is very confident but right. in turn it puts that little snake in the back of your head thinking, if I try to get this puck that's on the boards and one of these grown-ass men try to clear me <laughs> and take me out, I have to be careful. And playing tentatively in hockey, I don't know, between me, you, and the audience, that is not the way you want to play hockey. At all. That is- At all. And, and I've seen flashes of that in his game. Granted, it's just the start of the season. He, he's a rookie. First year, I get that. Right. But I have not seen that in Kako's game. And with Kako, that is the direct correlation to Ovechkin when he came into the league. Right. So you take this and they want to make it NBC Sports, by the way, particularly. Right. Put uh, the Devils and the Rangers' first game on NBC. And I'm going to let you know, nothing the Devils or the Rangers this year is going to be NBC Sports worthy. But you know what they did? They drew the line and they said potential Ovechkin versus Crosby. Well, yeah. Now, can I ask you something? From being like more of a of a light hockey fan, not huge into it, but you you know what's going on. Right. Is that kind of an insulting thing to say?
0: I I would think yes. But since when do networks ever care about who they compare to? And like big facts. ESPN has made a, a a side hustle off of basically um, narratives, narratives, and the fact of like no matter what you say all of this stuff is subjective so we cannot definitively say one player is better than another even though we can all prove stats I would say it sure whatever but ESPN hmm. puts out a ranking every year for the NBA every single year and it is so disrespectful and it, but you can't be too disrespectful because they normally get the first four or five players right because it's just like obvious but then you'll have some of the better names rank, like, out of 100, you'll have them rank at, like, 55, and it's like, you're going to tell me there's 54 players better than... And, and it just you know what it does? It just entices you to be like, all right, let's 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 relax, and then you start, you know, you just start delving into it, and then they, they capture your attention, you know what I'm saying? It's like clickbait. Um, Absolutely. However, um, with this matchup, you know, with the fact that a lot of replays now, like a lot of highlights and even short game recaps, you can find them on YouTube. So if NBC has it, they're able to have uh, – because now it's about being able to use the content once and then being able to redistribute it in different ways. So, yeah. with that being said, NBC now has the rights to the first game of those two prospects who are the quote-unquote closest to Crosby and Ovechkin playing against each other, and they have that footage, and then they're going to – it's theirs. It's theirs. Absolutely. So, I think I, – I, I'm thinking more in that realm as to why they did it. Um, because I watch a lot of you know Premier League highlights on uh NBC's uh sports channel on YouTube. Uh I catch a, almost all of the all of Arsenal's recaps on there and sometimes the the weekly goals. So, you know, I think that had a lot to do with it like I said networks don't really care. Um it is it is offensive cuz I don't even think one plays like the other in a in a way where it's like wow, he's really like Ovechkin 2.0, you know, just from what I've seen recently. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um but um all right, so do you think either one of them overtakes Connor McDavid as the next prospect to watch, or Connor McDavid has that lockdown?
1: Uh, Connor McDavid has that lockdown. <laughs> he said, uh, uh, "And no chance." Uh, you know me, stat. I I bleed red, white, and blue with the Rangers, son. Through bad, through worse, that's my team. Mm-hmm. But Connor McDavid is something else.
0: Now, what is he in contrast to the two players? Is he like a mixture of both? Where he has the quickness and the 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 deception of Jack Hughes, or or is it like more leaning towards the physicality and the technical ability as well of Capo?
1: He has all of the bright features that they have combined. Wow!
0: So he's like, all right. So Connor has to be at least six one. I'll say he's about a hundred um, and ninety two pounds, and he can get around and get through anybody.
1: Yeah, he he. Um... This is going to sound ignorant, but he's one of the best things since since Wayne Gretzky.
0: Okay, so he's the uh, all right. So everyone who's who, who's listening to this, Conor McGregor, oh McGregor, excuse me, Conor McDavid <laughs> is the equivalent to um, who's who's new on the rise in the NBA. I say he's the uh, no. I'm not going to disrespect him. Say Jonas, he might just be the, the next LeBron in hockey. Um, I think I tried to call uh this matchup LeBron Kobe before before we uh kept messing up. Yeah. And I think that's honestly, I think that's why we kept messing up because that comparison just wasn't right. But yeah, uh, it's, it's more of like
1: a Giannis, Giannis uh Anthony Towns.
0: Yeah, there we go. Okay, that's see, that's perfect. I like that a lot better. That makes a lot more sense. But uh just from the rumors I've heard, I've even heard some of my close friends talking about Connor, Connor McDavid. So I knew he was the truth that they're talking about him. Um Absolutely. Now Question Who you think wins
1: the ring first? Out of the names of the Devils, hmm? You talking about Hughes or Caco? Yep, damn son. I want to say Caco Caco, but I don't think either of them will win on in their career. Really, do you think that's by the state of the franchises? Yeah, right. I was gonna be like, Henry Lundquist is getting this baby, Henry <laughs> Lundquist is getting this baby, and nothing.
0: You, yeah, wait. So, Lundqvist hasn't won one? I thought you guys won one with him.
1: No, we made it to the Stanley Cup Finals.
0: Oh, my God. And you guys lost to It wasn't the Sharks that year, was it? it no, the- it was
1: the Kings. Yeah, close enough, though. Yeah, it was the Kings. But if it's have like an honest opinion, mm. that one of them has to win a ring in their career. I will have to say Capo Caco just because the way the Rangers have been moving, and this is me taking the bias out, and I know you might not believe me, but the, the moves that the Rangers have made have put them in a spot to be able to win in the next three to five. Hmm. Hmm. And the Devils <laughs> have added on players that are going to be washed in the next three to five. Oh, okay. All right. So, and that's the difference with signings such as or Temmy Panarin and Jacob Truba for the Rangers, and having right. players such as Mika Zibanejad and drafting players like Adam Fox and Capo Caco. The Rangers are a win tomorrow, where the Devils are trying to be win now, and they can't win now with the team that they have. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. So that's
1: my uh, honest opinion.
0: All right. Fair enough. Uh, before I let you go with that, uh, how how long do you think for the Islanders?
1: I'm sorry. What, what team are you talking about?
0: The the, the Islanders. You heard but I said. What about the Islanders? That how how long before we we win a ring?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I I know. I I heard all that the first time. I just wanted to say it again. <laughs> <the
0: question. laughs> I just wanted
1: you to hear yourself. I mean, I mean yes, uh, yes, we lost. Uh, they're gonna be alright. But that's the thing. They're only gonna be alright. It's right. not 1980 anymore.
0: Stat. Mm-hmm. There's no
1: four rings coming your way.
0: All right, I don't need four. I just need either the Mets, Knicks, Arsenal. I ain't going. I ain't even gonna say the third team, the the Green Team of the football world uh, for the New York. Um, just one of those teams to win the chip. I honestly, and it's so sad to say, um, but I really think the I think the Mets would probably win it most likely out of those teams. Um, you're
1: you're tripping. It's Arsenal. Oh, as much as I hate to say it. Arsenal's the best team out of all those teams you just listed, and they. Not,
0: you're right. You're right. We
1: are, but we also we fall victim
0: to everyone else's problem, which is we keep hiring horrible, horrible coaches. I mean, there has not been one coach where I'm like, hmm, I'm impressed. Not a single one, and that's to start with David Mother Loving. who lost us another basketball game last night because he sucks at figuring out a rotation that's neither here nor there, Shep. I am going to let it go. And I appreciate
1: you. Absolutely.
0: And I appreciate your hockey knowledge. And I will see you on the very next segment. Absolutely. We are extremely grateful and appreciative of everyone who tuned into this week's episode of Get Live with the Crew and who listened to us on a regular. You know, we really do love and appreciate everyone Um, do us a big favor, subscribe to us on everything, whether it's our Twitch channel, YouTube, podcast, Spotify, any and everywhere, man, we would greatly appreciate that as well. And, you know, maybe even slot us a donation to help out with the content that we, we over, uh, that we over here creating. I was trying not to use Ebonics, but it it slipped out. But, uh, once again, we thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Get Live with the Crew. Next week, we'll still be on the podcast wave, but the following week, the following week, November 10th, We'll be releasing a new episode on Twitch. So check that out. We appreciate you. We love you. See you guys next week.